Hey, coming up on today's podcast, we got a great lineup today, and we actually have a special guest on the show today, so pretty excited about that. Keith, what's the first story we want to talk about today? What's what's coming up? Uh, I'm here for the Lego, Jay. Oh, we're going to talk a little Lego action? Got got uh got some lego got some lego cars uh from a from one of your favorite brands oh yeah that sounds great we're gonna get into that also today we're gonna get into a little bit of rivian news um the uh the most anticipated delivery of all time um we're gonna talk about how rivian is coming along with the new r1t um electric pickup truck so stay tuned for that and what else we got we got tesla caught doing something with the charging speeds Mm. Uh, this is according to a court ruling it might be nefarious it might not and finally we're going to talk a little bit about i don't know if it's the worst intern job or the best intern job but just know that if you are a nissan owner you will be impacted by this. So all that coming up on today's show. Stay tuned. Welcome into the podcast, the counter show, the show of shows, the greatest show on earth, I think. Don't you, Keith? Uh, sure. May I have a beer? What you talking about? Hey, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I am, uh, I'm on location. How's that high, Eli? That's a really good beer, actually. It's easy. It's, uh, it's the I've only this- green and orange can I've ever seen, so it's pretty easy to spot. I have been to this brewery, my son, yeah. uh, and I went out on a beer run uh, that lasted about four hours. <laughs> I think he told his wife we were just running down to the store, but yeah. we ended up uh, driving into town and uh, hitting the distributors. So uh, it's a great beer. It's uh, it's actually higher ABV than I thought it would be, 7.5%. But the IBUs are low. 65, so it's not so bitter. It's a really good beer. Now, do you know what High Ally is? Yeah, I watched Miami Vice. So you've seen the game? Yeah, I watched Miami Vice. <laughs> What's well, a real it's in deal? In the opening seek. Well, no kidding. Yeah, there's yeah, a, a. That was one of the only arenas in the United States was in Miami. Because that's it's the only place. Yeah. Yeah. You can bet on a, them. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more of an equator based. Like we're a little bit too far north. Pretty pretty dangerous game. Yeah. Um, they wore the gear though. They were they were protected. So, um, hey, you know, uh, fun to watch. I used to watch a little bit of it as a kid when I lived in South Florida. Um, in fact, I think my dad probably remembers it. Wait, Remember what? Highlight? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Did, did I mention I had a special guest on the show today? What you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Right. How about that, man? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And what do you, what guest? Tell us about this guest. Well, this guest happens to be my dad. 
who is the very reason why I have uh, uh, been in the automotive industry since I was about 13 years old. So most of my life, actually, I've been in the automotive industry um, longer than I've been married <laughs> uh, twice. Oh, sorry, did I just say that? Yeah, well, now it's yeah. out there. But yeah, yeah so so, uh, so dad's sitting in. Yeah, dad, dad or, is and here. You're kind of sitting in with dad. I think is is really that's it a is. little bit more truthful. Yeah, so we've we talked about my dad a little bit in the past. Well, not a little bit, quite a bit, because he's pretty much uh, helped uh, shape me as a young man in life. And um, uh, I picked up a lot of good advice over the years from my dad. Um, he's helped me out a tremendous amount over the years. Even though he thought I may have not been paying attention, I actually was paying attention, and that uh, it's showing these days. I actually listen to him a lot better these days. I, I guess that comes through the, through the maturation <laughs> I, I, process. I think there's, yeah. There's this I, realization that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad, know, dad right. really does yeah. know best. It, yeah. You turn yeah. a corner at some point. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So dad got out of the parts business uh, probably in the... 82. Is it 1982, 1982. Dad? Yeah. 1982. April of 1982. April of 19... There that, you go. That's kind of scary. He's got... Right. Yeah. So my dad has always had a love for uh, building uh, wood craftsmanship. I would not guess that based on where you are right now. <laughs> yeah. In fact, he built this uh, CNC sitting behind me. That's his CNC. Uh, he, he's, he's more of a hobbyist these days um, than anything. Uh, but builds he's he'll take on some special project for friends um, to get some you know get some stuff out there um, matter of fact today we we worked through a couple of them I, I helped him saw some wood I got a little dusty I haven't been this dirty in a long time to be quite honest with you I mainly came just to kind of give him a hand uh, around the house and and then He's like, ah, oh, just let that stuff sit, son. We, we, I, I need you to help me out over here on this. So we uh, we worked out a few projects together and had a couple of beers. <laughs> yeah, well, good. That's that's what that's that's what it's all about for sure. So so that timeline, he uh, you know, my dad was also a school teacher. I don't know if you and I ever discussed that, um, but he tried his hand at teaching uh, building construction, and. Um, did that for a while and just decided to kind of go on, out on his own. And uh, he built some homes, uh, quite a few, a lot of commercial buildings. And um, then just his love for, uh, you know, wood craftsmanship. Right. You know, put him on a path to uh, building custom cabinets and furniture and those sorts of things. So that's kind of where he's, uh, over the last uh, several decades, that's kind of where his, his forte has been. Did you show him my gazebo? I didn't show him your gazebo, no. Well, you, you know, we exchanged pictures yesterday. You, you sent me Oh, a, really? Yeah, you sent me that parking lot, the empty parking lot, and I sent you yeah. back a picture of mine. I, I did. Here, let me show it to him, though. I can show it to him. So, did you build that gazebo, Yeah, Keith? I built it myself, and it was uh, all... Did it come from... Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's all Home machine. Home Depot? It's, no, it's, uh, it's, but it's machine cut. It came in a kit. So Yeah, let's see here. I, I did none of the cutting. It's machine cut, but you built it, huh? I just finished it yesterday. Look, looks great. Thanks. Looks great. Yeah. You know. I built a. I just I just uh, put screws together and that's pretty much it, right? <laughs> Read the directions. Right. There you go. You would you say that? I built a hexagon 
gazebo for the town of Hampton, which is still standing, and it's been there about 30 years. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of funny as a kid. You know, you know, your dad builds all these things for the city, and you're like, my dad, yeah. And well, right. I mean, I'm I'm totally riding through when I have friends and like, yeah, my dad built that. Uh, I I actually helped put the roof on that, and uh, you know, yeah. yeah, and they're still standing, sort of stuff. So, yeah, so. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool to be back home, um, hanging out with him, and uh, you know, with COVID and everything, you know, we we were we were all kind of locked down. Everybody yeah, couldn't uh, travel, so yeah, period of so, time there when you guys were just doing FaceTime, and that's it. That's it. That's all we could do, and uh, so he's pretty happy to have me come along and give him a give him a hand or two. So it's it's fun. It's been it's been nice. It's been relaxing, and trust me, it's it's not been all work. Been, yeah. been a little play here. I've I've eaten everything under the uh, southern planet. Um, you know, like boiled peanuts. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No watermelon. Uh, yeah. You know, fried squash. I've had so much fried squash, Keith. Yeah. You know, this so. is all yeah southern southern food at its best, man. Absolutely, it is. It is fantastic. So, Pick um, right out of the garden. Yeah, right out of the garden, even. There you go. So, um, you got any questions for uh, for the for the for the, for the uh, guy over here to my right? Well, my, I, just, my... I just I might need a uh, you know we might need to set up like a little you know chat thread or something between the three of us or you know this this for future for future use. Well, I'm just going to put this out there. I I talked to him today about a couple of things and what he might be able to do for me for the parts counter gurus something kind of unique. And, um, you know, all of our fans, and by the way, fans, for those of you that are out there listening, uh, we are the Parts Counter Gurus, and you can catch us over on PartsCounterGurus.com. Uh, we're on every major platform out there to include Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, you name it. We're there. Uh, while you're there, please subscribe. You can catch us over on social media, which is Facebook.com forward slash Parts Counter Gurus. You can also catch us over on Instagram. Um, and that is Instagram.com forward slash The Parts Counter Gurus. We're also on Twitter, and our Twitter handle is at The Counter Show, which is you, what you are listening to now. And for any video segments that you might uh, want to watch, some of this stuff gets put up over there. Please go to YouTube.com forward slash Parts Counter Gurus, and while you're there, hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to click the uh, the old bell over there so that you are notified when any new episodes are coming. Which, by the way, we are kicking butt this month in subscribers. So thank you to all of you. Yeah, who thanks have everybody for uh, for for helping that helping us continue to grow. It's been a pretty fun thing to watch this watch the fruits of of, of our labor. Right, and uh, I certainly couldn't do that without all of you all. A absolutely. So so. Where I was going with this, our logo, our PCG logo that you guys see on this very iconic logo, I'm, I've discussed it with my dad. I might get him uh, to make a little custom-built uh, clock ah. that is the PCG logo um, that we might uh, maybe give away on one of our one of our podcasts. So, in order to do that, though, you have to be subscribed to our YouTube channel, and you got to leave us a comment that you are interested in such a thing. And I think I might be able to pull his arm that's, to uh, uh, yeah to fire up the old uh, CNC to, to to maybe create something like that for us. That's so we'll see. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
handcrafted by my dad. Well, then he has to sign it, you know. Well, we can get him to do that, too. We can get him to put the, uh, the old stamp of approval on it. <laughs> you know, inspector number one. Right. You know? You know? Yeah, right, that would right. be my wife. Oh, is that, is that right? Yeah. You heard what he yeah, said, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah, we all get that. Yep. We're, we're all on the same page. Uh, so so what do we want to get into today? Is there any, anything, you know, we want to roll on to our uh, to right, the subjects so at hand? I picked this one, and I'm going to go ahead and own up to this because it'd be, I'd be a little weird for Jay with grown kids to pick this, but, you know, we're still know. in the, we're still in the Lego phase from time to time. We do a few of them, and... Um, I, you know, I kind of, I, I got to admit, like, I enjoy kind of building these things probably just as much, if not more, than my son does. So I, I got to admit, if I had some laying around, I, I would probably I, be there as well. It's a great therapeutic little, you know, like, we would we would do it before he would go to bed. I, I set mm-hmm. up a little table in his room, and uh, we'd just spend 15, 20 minutes, you know, pull the book open from where we left it the night before and, you know, do two or three pages and... I don't know. It's just kind of, you know, it's just kind of fun. And so, mm-hmm. and then you get into this, Jay, and you find out, like, people have their own weird, like, some people glue them together, so it's almost like puzzles, you right? Ne- yeah, so some, you never get them apart. Yeah, some people are purists, and they won't use any stickers, because they're like, well, I could take those parts and use them for something else later if I don't have the stickers up. I mean, there's this whole, like, you know, everybody's got their... Cat- Aren't we cataloging these pieces these days too, so, so that you can just right? Just like we have the auto, the automotive industry has their cataloging system, which Jay, you and I know very very well. Yep. Yes, they have a massive cataloging system, literally brick by brick, every single part and type ever made. You can go out there and look up. You can do it by kit number, so you could go look up like anything that any kit that's ever been made and they will tell you how many pieces are in it and exactly what those pieces are you in theory could build your own just by getting the kit the the you know the pieces that you piece already by have. piece from that kit yeah if you knew what right. those were right so do you guys do, do you inside shot do you do you inventory those i do keep a well, the, yeah, I, we do, but the, here's the reason that we do it is because sometimes we'll take them apart or they get played with. You know, stuff's made to be played with, and they sure. stuff comes off and it falls apart. Well, I can go look up, like, well, here's how many pieces, you know, we're missing pieces, and I can go look up and see what those are supposed to be. So, so yeah. that's that's pretty cool. So, but how many have you stepped on in your lifetime? Oh man, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, those <laughs> things are so painful. So okay, and what, so any, anything come out of your mouth? Ah, uh, sure. Probably. Probably. Uh, not, you know, not, I don't know. <laughs> right. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the reason we're getting into this is, as some of you may know, the the SRT team may be dead, as we've yes. reported We hope previously. not, but we hear it is. Yeah. Yep. But the Lego version, not so much. So Stellantis, this is coming officially from Stellantis. And again, for those of you that don't know who that is, that's the automotive group that owns Chrysler, Mopar, Dodge, Jeep, Fiat. What Chrysler. was once FCA is yep. now Stellantis. Yep. yep. They got bigger. So they announced a new partnership with Lego, and they are doing uh, another version of the Speed Champions. Now, we did, Jay, and I sent you pictures of this mm. years back. We did a Speed Champions version, Sideshot and I did, of the Mini Cooper. They did a, they did a Speed Champions. I Champion. recall. So yep. uh, they have a Speed Champions that's about to come out now that's got the SRT Top Fuel Dragster, 
and the 1970 right? Dodge Challenger. And the Challenger The TA, which is the Trans Am version, yep. the TA, yep. Yep. So uh, now I think they're separate kits, um, but uh, they're doing the official purple. It's called Plum Crazy, uh, yep. which came out in 1970. That will be in the... That was, the, well, that was part of the... I'm sorry. That was part of the grabber color so. schemes, yeah. the, the yeah. grabber yeah. packages, right? You remember yep. that? You had a... You had a uh, a Plymouth uh, satellite. satellite. Yeah, and it had, of course, I think it was a custom paint job. Yeah, had we had we had the uh, uh, metal flake. It's like a bowling ball uh, green color. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. That's, great stuff. Yeah, they did some well, good colors. I like how they brought some of that back in the you know. They brought those colors back for the current generation of those cars. You know, the Challenger, for example, you, there's a purple version out. Yes, um, there's a guy here in the neighborhood that has one. Yeah, there you go. I've yeah. seen it seen it a couple times since I've been here. So. so this is the first purple car in the LEGO Speed Champion Series. It'll be the Dodge Challenger. Uh, the the first? Yeah, first purple one. That's crazy. Plump crazy. They're using the official color. Well, that's Again. crazy. And then... Uh, the top dragster has a female driver, and the challenger has a male driver. Um, mm. Mm. And uh, yeah, name name me one top fuel drag racer female. Give me her name. First one that comes uh, to mind. I don't know because I don't. Oh follow that. man. Okay, can I give it to you? Yeah, go ahead. Shirley Muldowney, okay. better known as Cha Cha Muldowney. Yeah, I don't. Sorry, it's not yep, my... Yep, she raced way back in the 70s. She was pretty fast, and she was very well-respected uh, amongst the, the racing community. I met her once. I was a little kid, but I met her once. And that was on the Funny Car Summer Tour. Yeah. And for those of you gearheads out there, that was a great movie. Um, and so I, I checked that out, and then we went to a race and met her. And I, I had an autographed picture of her from, you know, from way back. But I also met Big Daddy Don Garlitz on that tour. So, anyway, I digress. Yeah. But I, cool anything, stuff. Yeah. Anything I say at this point would just get us negative, negative ratings. So I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> that, that's a little outside my area of experience. Now, if you want to yeah. talk like, uh, you know, MotoGP or World Superbike or... Oh, you're America. all over that. I, oh, yeah. Sure. I, I would definitely be the odd one out there, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I like watching that stuff. I'm, I'm a big fan of it, but I don't know, like, specific riders or drivers in any of those circuits. So It's all fun to but watch. Very cool stuff. Yeah. So um, is this going to be on uh, your Christmas list this year? It might. Yeah. Well, I'm we, we don't have any official release date, do we? I didn't see one. In um, the, I did not see one either. Um. It just basically says that 2021 marks uh, the year that Dodge is uh, distilled into a pure performance brand, offering Hellcat-powered 700-plus horsepower SRT versions of every yep. model across the lineup. Like I like to say, you know, everybody's downsizing, and you got Dodge cramming Hellcats into minivans, yep. man. You know, so this is, there you go. There, this, this is a cool. smart move for them because it's helping. I think uh, so. Promote their 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 brand awareness. I think which Absolutely. they, they kind of need to do right now. So which, yeah. as we had discussed on a previous podcast, um, they had disbanded the uh, SRT team. Not yep. necessarily disbanded it, but they kind of. Um, disperse them amongst the uh, Stellantis group. Right. So I think we might see some exciting things coming down 
the, the, the road with uh, Stellantis. So that remains to be seen. So we'll see what happens with that. So, all, all right. right. So I, I have a question. Actually, I have two questions for you. Um, okay. Number one, I, are you ready to stir the pot a little bit? <laughs> uh, I always love to serve the pot, Keith. And you know me, my have friend. Have you had any conversations with Dad about EVs? And um, if not, maybe we... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we have. We've talked... Dad and I have actually talked extensively about electric vehicles and the current, you know, situation in this country with oil and fuel yeah. and the gas engine going away, potentially... I mean, he's on the same page, you know, as we are, which is, you know, yes, we know they're making big moves. A lot of the automakers have obviously gone there, but it remains to be seen whether or not that'll be successful in regards to infrastructure and being able to support that. Right. So he's very aware of what is happening. Um, he's old school, like like most of us gearheads yeah. are. We want the gasoline engine to stay around just because of what it is. Yeah, uh, but we find it hard to believe that some of these goals of twenty thirty five are actually achievable. Well, and you know, it's kind of like you know a five year plan that they are you know presenting. They're they're presenting their their twenty year plan, and they're going to change that plan in five years. You know, so they they're so going to adjust think, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's get it. What, what do you think? I think it's feasible. Uh, it would be interesting to see how someone would come up with a perpetual charging of these these uh, and I understand I think some some people are using their braking system to generate power to recharge the batteries I think that's going to be where it is is it possible I think it is and it just takes uh, a lot of research and trial and error to reach these goals and uh, but uh, really if this comes to pass, which I think Ford says by 2035 and GM, um, that uh, they wouldn't be making any more gasoline. But that, that's a broad statement. But I, yes, I don't uh, think it, I don't think they can do it in a in a blanket. Like there's going to have to be heavy duty stuff, and you know. Yeah, we're we're in complete agreement with that. That and yeah. that is truly the case. That we we understand the movement in the direction that it's going, but we think that some of these predictions or goals that they have of in the next decade to, to achieving that. Yep. Um, I don't, it's right now with current technology and current battery technology, I don't know that it's possible. Keith and I have always agreed that if you're going to get there, we feel that the EV market is going to probably have to change. So what we know now as battery technology is going to be completely different in, in the next well, decade. I mean, we, that's just how it works. We already know, you know, Nissan, for example, is we think working on something kind of like what your dad just said there, where perpetual power from a uh, very fuel efficient, thermally efficient engine, you know, and, and, and right. that sort of stuff. So and for right. those of you just dropping in on this segment, not not catching the full podcast, which, by the way, you can do over at partscounterguru.com. Click on the podcast tab near the top left that's jay's dad sitting off camera uh which we i'm thrilled to, i'm really thrilled that jay could first of all talk him into doing this and second carve out some time while he's hanging with his dad to, to sit in with us yeah he's put in a full shift today with me so um i am very appreciative of that i'm in, i'm in his in his personal space here but 
Um, this is his. Uh, this is his getaway. So trust me, he he's ha- he. This is his happy place. So uh, <laughs> well, it's the best. That's no better place to record a podcast than. Um, so so we've got Rivian, uh, and I, I mentioned when we we kind of started this segment about stirring the pot. So there's this. Uh, it's 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 really interesting from a we as Americans love to pick teams. We love to pick sides. We love to uh, almost we love the we love the um, the clashing over different differences of points of view and opinions. So we have this whole thing going on right now in this country with electric pickups and who's going to be the first one to production. Who is that? Who's well? I I mean, so so who's going to be? What what you want me to say? What you want me to say? (laughs) What I'm not going to say is that Lordstown Motors claims that they're going to be the first. Now they they threw in commercial, the first commercial pickup truck. I, I still don't. That's just marketing to me. But you've got Rivian, you've got Tesla with their Cybertruck, which technically is a pickup truck, and you've got Ford that just announced the F-150 Lightning. You've got GM and the Hummer EV, which is also a truck. Well, who's going to get there first, right? And, you know, I don't even I, know I that think... first matters that much, except that we all are now watching this contest. Well, I I don't think that it matters either um, to the industry. But it matters to me because we've got some people out there that just seem to think that it's going to happen with a specific company, and it's not going to. Well, they're not going to be first. They may not. It may not even happen, unless so, unless there is an advantage. I'm still not going to take the bait unless there's an advantage. Kind of think like Microsoft did, right? Mm-hmm. When you think about right. Apple and Microsoft, Microsoft got there first in terms of having the better marketing and staking their claim in the business mm-hmm. sector. Right back in the late '80s, early '90s. And they they experienced a lot of success because of that. That it took Apple several. Apple almost went bankrupt. They had to borrow money from Microsoft, and it took them decades to recover. So getting there first could potentially, from a sales perspective, it could matter. I, I guess I'm kind of stepping back from what I said earlier. But well, why why does this guy Steve, what's his name at Lordstown, care about being first? What what does that matter to him? Well, I think what. Because of his investors, I think that he's 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 throwing that that shade out there because he knows that he's got a lot at stake here and he wants to keep everybody interested in his product. Now, let me just say this. Let me be very clear to our listeners out there, Keith, which, by the way, thank you for watching this episode of Parse County Gurus. If you like this segment, please hit the subscribe button and click that bell so you're notified every time a video like this comes out. For those of you listening to this. Thank you. Um, I hope that they are successful at it because we need we need to have options for consumers yeah, out there. Okay? Absolutely. Don't don't stop at just Tesla and Rivian. Okay. So you've got Tesla, Rivian, Ford, GM. Everybody's out there going to put a truck out, and that's fantastic. Um, However, Lordstown continues to have a little little issue here or there uh, and delaying uh, the first production vehicle. Well, so, but we have someone here. Yes. Well, I was just about to say that the fat lady's not singing yet because, nope. because 
That's now, right. Now we have information from Rivian that they are delaying their their uh, release. So they're in production. Right. They're already yes. in production. But they are pushing back the release and the first deliveries until July of, of 2021. That's Wait. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Instead of July June. of 2021, instead of June. Now, albeit that is not that big of a deal in the in the in the bigger scheme it's of things. It's one month. Okay. It's one month. But what I found interesting, and I'll read this to you guys, and this is from uh, uh, an, an article we picked up. Uh, Rivian said that deliveries of the R1T launch edition, uh, the limited edition release of its first series of electric uh, ad- adventure vehicles. Uh, will be delayed by a month according to an update on its website. Now, customers who pre-ordered can now expect to start receiving their pickup uh, in July instead of June. Um, And then the launch edition deliveries will be completed, they say, in spring of 2022. So it'll take them Um, six to eight months to complete deliveries once they start. To complete deliveries on that. Now, if you think about that, one month is not that big of a deal. What I found most interesting, and Keith, you and I did not know this, um, the chip shortage, yeah, obviously has really, really messed up production for a lot of the automakers. But apparently, Rivian is is building a vehicle that does not require as many of them, is yeah. what they're saying, and it hasn't really it, it has affected and delayed a little bit, but not as much as one would think. Fewer parts of EVs, yep. Which right. you've been it's saying not the for a root long time. Cause. Yeah, right. It's so, not the root cause, so. It's a combination of small issues, shipping delays, which, you know, that goes all the way back to, uh, you know, the ports in L.A. and being backed up and stuff getting, you know, um, just anything coming internationally. There's just been all kinds of delays. Can you believe this? I, I was, you know, we're getting ready to go on a trip and I've got a, a motorhome and I was out looking to change the oil in both the 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 actual motorhome the engine Mm -hmm. and then i've got a cummins generator in there that takes different oil i was going to change the oil in both of those everybody's out of motor oil right like right to be fair i could find it but i would have to switch over Mm -hmm. to a different brand that i wasn't used to using or on my i'm kind of particular on the motorhome they put the fill tube like so far up it's literally sitting right underneath the dash Mm mm-hmm and I can't take those gallon size. They won't the, the big gallon size containers. I can't I can't get them to go into a funnel. I have to use the little cord. And, and that's okay. But I digress. That's not what we're talking about here. But the point is, these delays are becoming commonplace. And Absolutely, so, they are. A month pushback isn't really. Oops, we messed up at Rivian, and we have to go back and fix something in our production system. As much as it is, we just can't get parts. Exactly. And just, yeah, that and, you know, the pandemic has there. It's a it's a trickle down effect, if you will, yeah. or a ripple effect, um, because they had started construction on the expansion right. of one of their facilities, yep. but they had to slow it down because of the pandemic. So they're still feeling some of that. Right. Uh, overall, you know, from the pandemic. So well, a lot of that is kind of coming in. But, but, you know, it seems to me they have done a really good job of keeping pace. Yeah. Uh, you know, on pace with that and keeping their promises. RJ Scarringe is, if you follow him on Twitter, which I recommend everyone do, 
He is continuously updating oh, he's his, a, his customer base. He's a total gearhead. He's a he's a he's oh. a guy. He's a, I, I have a feeling he's a, he's a guy we can sit around and have a beer with. The, the yeah. four, the three of us and him. I oh, think I would love to sit down. Oh, by the way, uh, R.J. Scarringe, uh, sir, Mr. CEO of Rivian, I um, I'd love to sit down and talk to you. Well, so we're, you, re- you, you guys out. are practically neighbors, so you know we I mean, we are. Uh, by the way, we're going to be at SEMA. Sir, so you should um, you there should you check us out. Well, so and, yeah, go ahead, Jay. Yeah, I was just going to say this. <laughs> Despite the delay, it still looks like Rivian. <clears throat> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, Lordstown fans. <clears throat> it still looks like uh, Rivian will be the first. Just saying. There you go. There you go, everybody. I don't have a crystal ball. Hey, I don't have. If I don't you want to find ball. out, or if you want to come back and tell Jay he was wrong, hit the subscribe button, ring the bell, follow us when it happens. We, we welcome your comments. We'll talk about it in, a, in an upcoming segment. How's that? There, there you go. All right. So, oh, uh, Rivian news. I love Rivian news. Rivian's good news always. Even the bad is good. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, so there you go. Um, now. You were speaking of oil changes, Keith. Yeah. Just moments ago. Yeah. Sticking to a brand, how you stick to a brand. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna lean on on an old expert over here. Okay. Everybody, to my, you know, my my seniors in my life, my elders in my life. Yeah. Have always been one to advise that you stick to a specific brand. Yeah. You know, don't don't veer off the course unless it's an absolute necessity. But we can say as as people who are in the automotive parts sales business, aftermarket parts sales business, we would always recommend specific grades and yeah. brands of oil and recommend that you stick with them. Is that not like a that's kind of what you always well, did? We right? had an, we had a in the school that I was teaching uh, building construction had the auto mechanics guy believed in sticking to once you started with a brand of oil you should stick with it because he experienced some smoking if you changed brands of oil i think it has a lot to do with the viscosity of the oil but uh, rather than the brands but I, i'm sure that the, you know i stick with the brand <laughs> right gasoline do you stick with the same brand of gasoline most of the time i use the same gasoline see and to this day that's stuck with me yeah, I have put nothing but the same brand of gas and same brand of oil in any vehicle I've ever owned, and I've stuck well, with it. I just so. use well, I just use whatever I want, and I throw a slick fifty in there. It's fine. <laughs> oh, not <laughs> a good for, thing. For me, using the same brand of gasoline is just a matter of habit. You know, everybody that's proven that uh, once you get used to going to a certain filling station, it's just you in a habit that you stop there, no matter what the brand is. But when I'm traveling. What's available, that's what I use. Yeah. Well, and he's got a point there. So, you know, right. my, if I'm, if I'm being honest, um, and I wish more people would just own up to stuff like this. So, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got these ladies in the neighborhood that complain about people parking on streets, and they always go, well, we're so worried about the little children. They're going to run out in front of a car. And, and then I'm the guy, Jay, sitting at the HOA meeting going, the speed limit's 25. And they're like, yeah, we're just worried. And I'm going, 
A modern car will start in five feet at 25 miles an hour. Like, how fast are you going? So, so it's not that you don't... You, it's not the parking on the street that you have an issue with. It's that you're speeding. And you just don't right. want it. And you can't right. respond because there's cars... Okay, so anyway, if, back to... I digress. If, if I'm being honest... Um, I have... You know, I'll always have a quarter or two left... Because I buy an extra one and I'll leave it with me and I'll travel with it. That way, after a change, if I'm a little low, I can I can top it off, right? Right. Well, you always end up with an extra quarter or two. Well, then the next time I go to the store, I just want to buy the same stuff that I've already got because it's easier. Right. I don't want to start over and then I've got an extra quart and a half sitting here that I'll never use. And then it's taking up space because I switch brand. So it's easier just to stay with the brand, right? Well, I get it. But I mean... For example, if, if brake pads, okay, for you yeah. listeners out there, find a great brake pad with a reputable quality report. Um, like, for example, and I'm just going to throw this name out there, Raybestos, right? For the aftermarket, they're a brand that's reliable, and I think that you get good service out of them. I sold a ton of their product. They're, they're a very well-known uh, aftermarket uh, supplier. Um but obviously, they're not a Brembo or anything like that. So, you know, you've, you've got yeah. differences, differences level. But as far as just a normal aftermarket product for uh, servicing a normal vehicle uh, right. for normal daily use, that they're they're great. But yeah, I you know, there are certain things that I would recommend. Now, wiper blades, on the other hand, man, I am game to try anything because I don't think any of them is getting it right. Just bought. Like literally, like two months ago, uh, the most expensive wiper blades that the place had for my wife's car because it's the only one that they had in. It. So you have to buy them individually now, right? And right. and and I think my wife's car was like two different sizes. So one was like I don't know, like a sixteen inch, and one was an eighteen inch or something like that. Right. And so it was the only uh, brand and line in that auto parts store that had both the same you know so like bosch will have like a good better best right and it was like oh, i didn't want to buy one that was like their top of the line and then one that was like their their bottom of the line i wanted them to be a match set right sure so literally had to just buy the most expensive ones they had and i i borrow the car today to go get my motor oil ironically and it starts raining and i get squeak And I'm like, man, I put these things on like not even two months ago. Yeah, a little WD-40 on there will help. Oh you yeah, out. that'll that'll fix it right up. So yeah, WD-40 is good on everything. Now speaking of brands and um, you know, just gasoline, uh, there's a lot of stir lately. We reported on this recently with GM about charging stations and do you have to right. stick to your brand of charging station and. You know, GM's working on some solutions, so you don't. So they have a group. Of course, Tesla is kind of the one that they have their own branded charging station. But little secret for you guys that don't know, you can charge a Tesla at a lot of these aftermarket third-party ones, too, and it'll work. Right. It just may not work as fast. Right. So Tesla, we got some news coming out of Norway. Uh, and apparently, um, I, I didn't even know, do they have courts? In Norway, I didn't. I thought they were all like Norse gods with, you know. Okay. Anyway, 
Um, <laughs> right, man. Yeah. A court in Norway found Give Tesla... Give that man a beer. Yeah, yeah there right. you go. Yes. Found Tesla guilty of throttling their charge, charging speeds and battery capacities through software updates. Okay? Yeah. Now, I so far, I don't know if this is... Uh, they only pushed these updates out to Norway or if they did it in the rest of the world or not. But... In Norway, unless Tesla appeals and wins, they're talking something to the extent of $16,000 payout to each of the Tesla owners that are affected by the software update. That's a pretty big deal. That is a big deal. That's a lot of uh, of cash going back to these guys. Now, um, so the, the, the bottom line is, is that there were software updates yeah, that would that would be pushed to these vehicles. Yep, and it would prevent them from charging um, as they should. Yeah. So uh, this is we just started this this podcast talking about this, and and here we here we go coming full circle. Um, this is I, I like to call this Generation One in EVs. I know you guys can go back to. You know, GM had an EV in the 90s, and it was technically the first electric car and all that. But this is really, like, from the mainstream platform, we're living in Generation 1, okay? Right. Most of these are lithium-based batteries. They're not solid state. They're they're vo- highly volatile. It's a gaseous battery. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not very stable. They're, they're very, they're always in a state of agitation, okay? Right. It's the same kind of batteries a lot of us have in our smartphones, tablets, computers, RC cars, and so on, okay? Sure. Well, I can tell you from years of experience with those kind of batteries that the faster you charge them and the harder you hit them with a, with a current, the, the shorter the life expectancy of that battery. So that's, that's a good angle. I see where you're going with this. So here we go with people going, well, I want to I be able to charge my car faster, and how dare you like throttle my battery capacity when in the long run, Tesla's probably doing it so that it, they don't have to deal with as many warranty claims because your battery's not going to last if you keep just hammering that charge. I mean, think about it like this. If you plug your cell phone in and it's got a 95% charge or a 90% charge, it usually won't rapid charge that or right. your laptop, right? It's a slower right. charge from that last 10% well, so that it doesn't explode your battery. Right, and we've talked about this with cell phone technology, how they've come along with that, where it it recognizes when you're using your phone. Right. Therefore, it will trickle trickle charge rather than speed overnight charge. Because, overnight, because it's better It'll, for the phone. It's better for the battery. Yep. Wow, so right. here you have this. You've got um, a... You've got a uh, uh, situation where... Um, just like those cell phone batteries, yeah, you've got a car battery that could the life of this thing could be much greater, and so Tesla recognizes this. But you got people on the other side of the fence going, "Well, they're throttling, you know." So it's a right. bigger deal to them than it is to Tesla. Well, In all actuality, what they should have done is put maybe a you know send your send the users a if this is what's happening, and I don't see any other reason why they would be doing this. Other than for the uh, maintenance of the batteries, right? Yeah, I mean, um, like, you know, and and there's some people here that are owners that have pointed out, like, in D.C. area, the supercharging stations, that they have reduced the fast charging rates and all that. Well, they're going to explode your battery. 
I mean, right. like you guys, like, and if I'm Tesla, I'm almost to the point now where, you know, maybe with the exception of that actual part where the battery catches fire, I, I'd just be like, well, fine, give them what they want. I mean, I think the, that uh, you're going to be buying a new battery platform in yeah, five years. Well, yeah, you can do that, but actually, if this, you know, I think that people have to realize that at some point with some of this technology, there's got to be a gatekeeper somewhere. And um, well, this isn't anything new. I mean, when Ford tunes my uh, internal combustion engine on my V10 gas motorhome or my truck, I can go buy the tuner kit and right. adjust when it shifts and mm -hmm. get more horsepower out of it and get in there and screw around with all kinds of stuff through that OEM port or through that OBD port. Right. But there's a reason Ford said it the way they did. And yes. ultimately, it's their knowledge that supports that justification. I, You know, yeah, you can do what you want. You're going to void your warranty. I mean, I, if I were Tesla, I'd almost be like, okay, well, you can have it your way. Sign here because we're not fixing it when you blow it up. Right. Right, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's crazy that they would take the angle though that um, they were throttling them intentionally for other reasons, malicious reasons, which is obviously not. But I can't like believe they're. What? I mean, like, but, yeah. Right. So these but, people but are saying are gonna... it's nefarious. What? What? But what's your right? I don't. I don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense to me. And the fact that they are going to find them sixteen thousand. Don't we have to or have motive they, in a crime? Or they're going to have Tesla give or, them 16000 Is that just me watching uh, too many detective movies? Don't we have to have motive? What's the motive? There is no motive. I, mean, I think seriously. That uh, I, I think that this is a story We're going to make um, people wait? It's a it's a global conspiracy to make them stay at McDonald's longer while where, the Where is this at again? What, what, what part of the world is this? God, these guys are warriors. Do, can they not really deal with that? Well, they're trying right? to get on to the next battle, and they can't wait for their car to get charged, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Crazy, man. Well, there you go, you know. Question. It's, got from, a question. From the consumer point of view, when the, if, if, when the um, electric car comes out, really uh, a lot of them, are the manufacturers going to include a home charging station with the purchase of an automobile? That is a good question. Keith, so go A ahead. lot of them do have it. Um, a lot of them are putting induction pads in the uh, center console area. Um, mm -hmm. The F-150 Lightning is an example of that. They, they premiered it with uh, con you know, wireless charging, they call it, where you just set the phone on a surface and it transfers power through wireless induction charging. But a lot of the vehicles that are already out, like Tesla's, for example, the Model S and the Model 3, they have charging ports in there for your phone. Yeah, absolutely. Home home charging, though. Oh, with, home charging gonna, stations. Home, home charging stations, yes. For are the they car? Supply? Yes. So yeah. GM is the first that I know of. Jay and I talked about this on a, yep. on a previous podcast. That, right. Um, they are... They it's say pretty including. Inclusive. They're including... Yeah, it's pretty inclusive. A yeah. charging station that, for example, you could put on your garage. I think they even have an option that you could put it outside your home if you wanted to. And Jay and I said, well, yeah, but they're just factoring that into the price of the sale of the vehicle. And then you get some sort of like rebate coupon or something to go hire an electrician to hook it up. Yeah, but some of them are. And the reasoning the reasoning behind that is to sell more. Ve it, it, it takes away the argument of I don't have a way to charge it. Right. 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 Yeah. And. Um, Jeep is Sorry. making it 
He said Jeep home make- charging station. I thought he said phone charging station. No, I was no, on a I got, but camera. you answered a couple of questions. Yeah. That's maybe. Did you know that you could do that? Just set your phone down and it charges. Yeah, and but they're gonna. They're, that's included in the vehicle now. Yeah, on some of those stuff. Yeah. But like Jeep is their four by e yeah. program. You could go out and they have partnered with Amazon. Right. Uh, for you to make it easier for you to buy what you need for that to happen. So it's a it's an easier process. So that's a good question. Um, you still the, now you guys you know, could do it. You know, if you know your way around electricity, but you're dealing with sure. 220, you know, mm-hmm. you got to you got to be careful. I mean, you got to be careful even if it's 110, but, you know. Right. Well, that was part of the discuss some of the discussions that we were having, Keith. And I don't know that a lot of people put the two and two together. You're the one that brought this to my attention. And I never even thought of this. People are saying we don't have the infrastructure to charge EVs when, in fact, we do have infrastructure. Right. It's there. We just have to connect the dots. Um, a lot of your RV parks, for example, right? They already are wired for charging stations. Yeah. If I'm an RV park, I'm going to offset some of my overhead of and advertise that I'm a charging station. Hey, EVers, if you're out here, and it would encourage uh, uh, someone pulling a tow behind mm-hmm. um, to come in and uh, stay at their park. Why not? Sense, They've right? got a, a lot of them are high, you know, for, forty amp service. Uh, you got it. You know, you you know, some of the bigger rigs require that. So yeah, right. why not? Well, right. My my question is this: Can you envision, say, a, a gas station? You have multiple tanks. You can drive in, and in five or ten minutes, you fill up your tank, and you're on your way. But with a charging station, you're not going to be able to go in there in ten minutes and have a charge enough to last you any time. So. Can you envision all these stations full and you're you're out of electricity right. here and you're pulling in here and you got to wait 30 minutes before you can even attach? It's a very yeah, good I question. Think it's going to yeah. be uh, some chaos involved. That in is yeah. that is a good point. So I think I think that problem will will be solved in a generation two scenario where they're dealing with something like a solid state battery that can take a faster charging rate without the risk of it exploding. They're getting close to that now. Uh, a couple of the ones that we, Jay and I, have have reported on lately, they're doing, you know, you're, it's the equivalent of a, a quarter tank of gas. So you're down to about a 25% charge on the battery. And they'll get you somewhere to about 75, 80% in 12 minutes, 12 to 15 right. minutes. Not bad. Now, still not as fast as pumping gas, um, unless you're me and my motorhome with an 80-gallon tank, and then you might <laughs> might actually be done. But right. But I think generation two that becomes that becomes more viable because they're either going to solve like your dad was saying in in one of the previous segments where we've got perpetual power going on from a from a constantly running motor capacitor, whatever. Or they're just, are they going to be able to hit it with a faster rate of charge because they're using better battery technology or a combination of all all of that? Yeah, because as we as more and more people buy these things, there mm-hmm. are going to be longer lines at charging stations. Absolutely, and just just to kind of give you an idea, everybody is thinking outside of the box. I have to give the battery manufacturers that, and these EV startups the fact that they're they are focused on the ease of charging as well as the efficiency efficiency of charging. And I think Kia had made an announcement with the EV6 GT that they can charge 
in uh, eighteen minutes to give it an yeah. X number of, of right. additional range to get them in a position to go get a full charge if necessary. So there is technology out there um, that that is advancing exponentially, and I think that we're gonna, like I said, when we started the podcast, is that EVs are one of those things that they are ever changing, and to be completely carbon neutral with an electric vehicle or alternative fuel type vehicle you've got to see some drastic changes from where we are now um yeah, the ev right. yeah the, the ev world is here it's honest it's obvious with toyota announcing 70 new vehicles uh by 2025 everybody else saying carbon neutrality by 2035 forward I mean, I just that's all marketing to me because as we know from, you know, look at look at the Texas ice storms, you know, where that electricity comes from is not always. I mean, it's a lot. It's natural gas. It's coal. It's solar. It's wind. It's, you know, geothermal. It's but, you know, those aren't carbon zero production sources in many cases. So So. but also keep in mind that there it's a little bit of a a shift in the mindset so whereas you know with with our with our internal combustion engines you know when my fj runs out of gas i don't have a choice i have to go to a gas station okay these people with electric vehicles they do have a choice they can charge at home um so there's a little bit of a shift in the mindset there the other thing that they tend to get in the a different mindset is they will top off you know I was at a my 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 little hometown country town in the middle of the Midwest where it's literally like you know I don't even think there was a stoplight in it when I was a kid. Now there's four or five, but they had a grocery store, a, a brand new grocery store, and over at the end of the parking lot, there's there's four charging stations. And I mean, this yeah. is rural, rural, yeah, right? Farm. Well, farmland. I told you the trip I took over the pass, yeah, several weeks ago, um, that they had charging stations at the actual state park pullout right uh with restrooms and lookovers and stuff so people get in this habit of you know i'm just i'm gonna pull in here for 10 minutes but oh there's i'm just gonna pull up to this charging station and plug it in right and they just top off you know it's the opposite of my wife who waits until the you know the light comes on and it's like you got you got 15 miles left and then it's time to start thinking then no no no. then it's time to go home and then tomorrow we'll think about finding gas (laughs) Hey, <laughs> and then it's here, me here, that gets in the car and's like, I got seven miles to make it to a gas station. Here's my new T-shirt. <laughs> hey, gas, uh, gas guys, ice guys, I can fill up at home. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, anyway, well, so localized traveling or small in-town traveling, it's very feasible. Right. Long distance. Oh. Long distance would take some planning. Yep. Uh, and I think that would be another added uh, revenue uh, source for motels. Yes. Yeah. There you go. See, Where he's already. He's. Dad's always yeah, thinking. He's now. on it. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, he's always thinking. Uh, before I leave here, I guarantee you, I'll have an idea and I'll bring it to the table, and we'll be selling this thing on Parts County Gurus. <laughs> which, by the way, everybody, while you're listening, we, you can reach us over on PartsCountyGurus.com. Uh, if you're shopping for anything, we have a little icon up in the upper right-hand corner, which is an Amazon uh, uh, icon. If you will click that, 
and do your Amazon shopping through that. It is just a portal into Amazon. We do not know what you're buying. We have no idea. It's completely anonymous. We don't know. But what happens when you do that, people, is it gives us a little love and it helps us continue to grow the show and continue to do these uh, these podcasts and uh, produce our videos. So please subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel over at youtube.com forward slash Parts County Gurus. We would much appreciate that. Tell a friend um, and leave comments. Talk to us. We, we love it. We like we like interacting with you guys. So anyway, so what uh, what's next on the, uh, the the plate here? This is a good one. I this think. is a good one to this end is, on. So um, I think so. All right. So uh, I, I don't know how else to say this. I mean, we just got to get into it. So so Nissan ha- has <laughs> has apparently over the past few years uh, been using interns to sit in traffic jams for research. And oh, I mean, what better use of an intern, right? Like when you think of interns, we all I've done it. I hated it. In, intern jobs are typically the worst jobs that nobody wants. Right. But and, you know, we all like sitting in traffic in our cars. Right. So oh, I love it. Yeah. Just love it. Uh, well, let me just say this. There is an advantage to sitting in a car in traffic. You get to listen to podcasts like well, this. That's true. And, you know, I used to have some police officer friends that would tell me all the time. They're like, when I'm at work. I, it doesn't bother me at all. I, I don't mind it at all. I don't either. I, I kind of, I don't know if I'm you. If you're, if you're me, if I'm you, that would be weird. But anyway, uh-huh. um, I personally like to. I, I always said this when I had my commute into work. When I was actually working physically in an office, A little parent trap my, action going on here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. Um, always listen to podcasts or so yeah. i wind down going into work right in other words because i would i that's kind of it helped it helped me get through the day and i would look forward to that you know driving home show drive home show right the drive home shows so to speak sports or whatever yeah well it better so, be this one which you can find let's over just on our hope website that, let's just hope this intern let's just hope yeah. this intern <laughs> yeah let's just hope this intern had had ways of keeping themselves busy right so so basically the deal is that they would search out traffic delays probably like using google maps and a lot of the you know stuff that we have now and then they would send this guy out if they would find one Mm -hmm. they would send him out to it now they would intentionally target like rush hour like morning and evening because they knew those were going to be you know jay if you're going fishing go where the fish are right like you, you don't fish in your neighbor's swimming pool where there aren't any fish so, right. so, so exactly. Good, good analogy. Right. Yes. So they're sending him in. So, but, but why, why were they doing this? Were they just mean? Are these just awful people over at Nissan? No, that there's just a like purpose. To make interns there's a purpose. Suffer? Yeah, you have the, you go ahead. You, you want to, you want to let the cat well, out of the bag? It's, it's, it has to do with, uh, customer. It, it's, it's, it came from customer feedback basically. Um, and it's, it's, uh, they're, they're looking to improve upon Nissan's ProPilot Assist yep. uh, with Navilink uh, with with Navilink system. Um, it's available on the all new 2021 Nissan Rogue and the yep. all new 2022 Pathfinder. Um, the system syncs with the car's navigation system to better predict the freeway ahead. Um, so the bottom line is you have to have. Look, it's like it's like Google Earth or Google Maps, right? You have to send someone out there to video all of these things right to, to to traverse across the globe 
to to give you factual real data. So this is probably a situation where they have, you know, they're using their brains and they want to further develop it and improve upon their system. So unfortunately this this well, guy was was I, and he apparently the they, would, they would make changes to the systems that you just talked about and send him out to test them. Now, I, I will tell you why I think this matters. So and, and and there's good and bad to this, and I'll explain that in a minute. So my wife's car, which we previously established, has horrible windshield wipers and the gas lights always on. Why um, would you do that to her, Keith? I what? Leave leave the gas. I usually go put gas in it as soon as I get in it because it's on empty. I, right. I bought the best wipers I could find. Well, what, are you, what are you trying to Does she listen to the podcast? Yeah, probably not. I don't know. Uh, okay. And just don't so, want, to, want to make sure you're not getting in trouble here. Well, it's all stuff I would say at the dinner table. I mean, <laughs> you know. Anyway. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So <clears throat> she's got a car that has that, uh, that feature. It's a Lexus, and it's built into the cruise control system where if right. it detects a vehicle stop in front of you, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I've, I've used it. Like, I've been in city traffic, and it'll be three miles an hour, and then it'll go to a stop, and it'll be five miles an hour, and it'll go to a stop. And that just on the get, on the brake, off the brake, on the brake, off the brake. So I've set the cruise control and let it'll stop and start for me. Now I'm sitting there watching. You know, I'm not, like, just looking down and do, doing, you know, whatever I shouldn't be doing. But mm-hmm. it, you just let your feet rest, and it'll... Right. Now, it, that one, I think, is a minute... And mm-hmm. if, if you're stopped for more than a minute, it'll disengage and it'll start beeping at you. Apparently, Nissan started at three seconds and they were getting a lot of customer complaints. Hey, three seconds is way too short. Right. You know, that's literally not enough time to even, you know, I mean, it's just nothing. So I, I think they're in some of this testing, they're trying to find a happy medium that keeps you comfortable but doesn't right. let you take naps, right? Like right. we're seeing people do with their, you know, this isn't like consumer reports, right? Like where right. they're just trying to trick the car. So so their goal was to get out, for those of you listening and watching, to get out, like Keith said initially, you go where the fish are. Um, if you want to find out the true scenario to improve upon a system like this, you have to put yourself in the position of the worst case scenario. Worst case scenarios are going to give you the best results in an onboard system like this. So, um, <laughs> but uh, I hope that this guy was paid very well. Um, I would hope to have been because I doubt it. Gosh, man, I mean that's. Ugh. I mean, I've driven through some pretty nasty cities, Seattle being one of them. Um, so. If 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 they're if they're improving upon this to the point that it would help me get through that city in these circumstances, I'm I'm all for this type of situation. Sign me up. I want to be that intern, man. Well, it looks like he's moved on. He now works uh, with what they call human machine interface HMI, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is basically machine learning in, in the automotive industry. And he has a special focus on what Nissan calls their ProPilot assist system, which enhances the car's connection with their vehicle. So so. Yeah, so he he kind of progressed into that as a career, right? And that's uh, that's very awesome. Um, that's how you do things. Just as any internship, you hope to that that will spawn a job uh, offering uh, in the future or steer you in the direction of your your studies, mm-hmm. um, what you've chosen to do for the rest of your life. But for those of you out there going to be purchasing a Nissan with the um, the Pro Pilot Assist. Um, 
you know, you need to give a big hats off to uh, to this guy. Um, yep. Right uh, now, that's Sim, the 2021 uh, Rogue yeah. or newer, and the 22 newer. Pathfinder or newer. Yeah, the guys, yeah. if you can say his last name, more power to you. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Sizkowski. Okay. Simskowski. Sizkowski. Sis, I, I don't know. <laughs> See, now you, you know go. why I didn't touch it. So so anybody out there in, in listening land, uh, please leave a comment uh, on this video or on our uh, uh, website. Uh, and let us know the uh, correct pronunciation of this gentleman's um, of this gentleman's name. So, but thank you, sir, for for doing your job and taking one for the country. Yep, literally. So, yep. So there you have it. Wow, fun, 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 fun. You know, we're always turning up great stuff on this podcast. I got to give a hats off to my 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 co-host, my good friend Keith over there, for steering us always. Um, we do a lot of research and development for this show and we have fun doing it. We have a lot of great guests on as today. I'm very honored and proud to have my dad on with us. Thank you, dad, for being on today. I appreciate it. My pleasure. And, um, I am who I am because of him. Um, if you knew my dad, uh, and you know me, you will really get what I'm talking about. Um, in so many ways. He is also a musician. Um, I would not have probably been interested in it without him, I think. Uh, he steered me in that direction as well. Started out behind a drum kit and decided I wanted to uh, take it all up front. So I gave up uh, playing drums and, and started singing. So there you go. Thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. So uh, Keith, by the way, in case any of you didn't know, Keith is quite the talented musician himself. So... I don't know if I told you that, Dad. Did I tell you that? You did mention it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a 50-year veteran. Of See? <laughs> My dad cut an album in Nashville on Music Row. Uh, he was in a band called Buddy and the Creations. Please feel free to go over to YouTube.com and check out Buddy and the Creations. We'll put a link up on our uh, mention on the podcast for you guys. And go listen to some of their great music. Um, as a matter of fact, I had the pleasure of uh, sitting with Buddy himself the other day. Uh, he's been a longtime friend of my dad's, but um, he's been such a such a, a great friend of the family. Uh, but not only that, he's been a, a great uh, person to have in our community here, our hometown. Um, so always fun to be with him. But talking about a great drummer, and I think Dad will agree with that. Uh, Buddy was probably one of the one of the best drummers I think he ever had back there behind the kit. So, uh, but he moved on to sing and and play some keyboards. So I'm giving a shout out to Buddy. So make sure he subscribes, Dad. Yeah. So yeah, we also ended up with uh, Double Shot Band. Double Shot have, Band. We have yeah. something on YouTube with that too. It's a swinging Double Shot Band. There you go. There you go. Some of that uh, East, Eastern, East Coast uh, shagging music, man, what is what we like to call Keith? it. What's that? I asked Keith what instrument he plays. Everything. Oh, boy. Um, well, see, my first mistake was um, <laughs> I, I started in education. And uh, so we have that in common. And uh, uh, went through music school and had to learn to play a lot of stuff but play at it maybe not play well at it um 
but just that's where I learned to pick up, you know, strings. Uh, I had always done, uh, I guess, from the time I was, I don't know, uh, eight, ten, um, sang, and then picked up piano, um, probably middle school, keyboards, and then brass, brass instruments, uh, in elementary school also. And then, um, uh, never, never got into percussion. So that's kind of the, one of the ones that I never touched. And then woodwinds, I, I never really, uh, never really went down that road either. Of course now, much to my, you know, my son's into woodwinds. So we got, you know, we got that. (laughs) I think it's just because he wants to be different, but yeah. Or annoy you. Yeah. Um, strings, I probably picked up the latest, um, and, you know, that's probably my weakest. I, I can, I can, I can play guitar parts. I can play some bass parts. I can play cello stuff, but I'm not somebody you would want cutting an album. You wouldn't want me playing the part, you know. But you can get up on stage and uh, keep a uh, keep keep rhythm, I can, can't you? If I had enough. You know, if you gave me a couple weeks and I knew what we were playing and, you know, we weren't playing Stump the Band, yeah, I could get you through it. Nobody'd oh, know. Right the band would yeah. know, but the audience wouldn't, you know? <laughs> right. So you're no Paul Schaefer? I, you know, I, I'm convinced Paul's thing was just act as if. You know, I mean, he, I'm not trying to take away his, his talent, his gift. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he was Paul basically was- just... You know, it's he like a, a high school basketball game. He's he, just covering he everybody's, a, you know. Yeah, he was a comedian, man, too. Yeah. You know, he, he, I think he was better at ad lib and a comedian, being a, 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 a comic. Than, but but he was he was great, though. I, I loved all of his antics, and yeah. that's just groovy, man, you know, so, yeah. sort of stuff. In, so. In, in that sort of outlet, Close was good. Close was good. Yes. Like, if you're just out there covering, you know whatever in the intermission between commercials the audience is going to love it you know right right exactly so well that's great um we have had a a blast today uh having my dad on the podcast again thank you dad for being on i really appreciate it it's an honor to have you on with us um it's it's close to father's day so um i can't think of a better gift you know, as a father, to have my father on with me on our podcast. This is awesome. So um, we'll certainly share it with his grandchildren. <laughs> this is going to be great. Um, but I want to say this is a, a good way to lead up to our 100th episode. And I want to tell everyone, make sure you stay tuned because we are very, very near that 100th episode um, we got some good things going to be happening during that episode. We're looking forward to it. Uh, so you got to stay tuned. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast to, to be alerted to when that comes out. We're almost there. Keith, you got anything else you want to add to this? No, it's great. I'm very appreciative. Thanks to your dad for sitting in with us. Uh, I hope he is willing to do it again. Uh, you know, it'd be fun as many times we'll as he wants him. to do it. We'll get him on. And uh, yeah. To- when you come and visit me and park in my there you go. yard, there you go. We've already we've already prepared you for that, man. I've got, so I've got a go. spot waiting. Yep, I'm, I'm. You got it. Very very close to everything you need to be, where everywhere you need to be. So there I you may, go. I may just stay on the road perpetually at this point. You know, I may just <laughs> well go. if we if 
hey, if we continue to get the support that we keep getting from yeah. our viewers, I think that that's going to be something that we're going to um, just by default we're going to need to be doing is getting out and seeing our fans. So yep. So um, RVing's a good life. Absolutely, it's a great life. Uh, I could definitely use some RV life in right now, man. So, but uh, Keith, as always, um, it's been a great show. Pleasure to be with you today. Thanks for, thanks for uh, for doing all that you do. Thanks for being my partner. And why don't you take us out with a great piece of advice or just whatever comes out of you, man? I feel it's this is great. I feel this is fitting considering the audience. Smile okay. and the world smiles with you. Fart and you stand alone. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. Take care.